I don't, did you, I don't know, like, there, she's out there. You're the Florida version of Sex in the City, JV. That's what I was smoking my cigar. <laughs> don't be an asshole today. My God, Mr. Boo, <laughs> Mr. Boo. <laughs> I won't call you Mr. Boo, but it's so fun because that's how I think of you. <laughs> I, it's just going to be us because my my poor lovely JD is stuck at work, <laughs> ah. so she can't have fun like we can. Oh my God, poor thing. <laughs> I, I can't even tell you how excited I am just to uh to, to see your face I know I know I know it's been forever forever it really has you asked me what the when was the last time we actually spoke in person and I think it's got to be like 10 years because I was home um for something it was a uh maybe a breast cancer event or something that was going on at the pride center and it was the it was the first time I had been in the new facility and uh and you know donna dragged me along and um and that was i i got to i got to see you and that was probably the the last time but because i follow you on social media i feel like i'm good <laughs> i'm caught up <laughs> i was so worried sick about your mom the whole time oh <laughs> i know so sweet <laughs> you're in london yes i am in london right now yeah Okay. Um, it's hot as balls. Uh, uh, and you know, there's no air conditioning. So <laughs> that's great. It's a big adjustment out of everything. You know, everybody goes like, is it weird? Like being in London? I'm like, you know, it, you get used to being the obnoxious American, but I can't get used to not having air conditioning. Oh no, I would die. It's, I would die. It's horrible. Cause the temperatures are just going up and up and up. The first couple of years I was here was summers were lovely. You know, now they're like 90, 95. Was it last year? I think we had a day that it was 100. Thought oh, was, my God. Yeah. And and it's just crazy that, like, they don't really complain that much about it. <laughs> oh, they're so proper. I know. And the best is they go, didn't you move here from Florida? Like, why are you so unhappy with the summers? And I'm like, because we had air conditioning. I mean, even outdoor cafes had misters and fans. And industrial side air conditioning, too. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> not these little things that go <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they, they don't get it they're like it's just a few weeks it's not a big deal oh it's a big deal it's a big deal <laughs> come back to my own heads <laughs> they don't get that they don't have to be uncomfortable you mm -hmm. know like but honestly the houses here are like two thousand years old so i get it yeah now. yeah so. yeah still this is it's it's terrible we have like a little wheelie one that you can wheel from room to room <laughs> it just cools like the 10 foot area in front yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah put it right in the bed <laughs> it's like worse than a window unit honestly oh, <sighs> it's crazy but anyways enough about this crap um i'm i'm so i'm so happy this this like pride month because like it you know maybe the first of everybody being together being able to be in person not being freaked out not having you know 
Um, and I've just, I saw so many pictures from, from Stonewall and um, all the different events that were going on in South Florida. And I was, I was just like, so happy to see so many people, you know, out there. I mean, not that Florida had to worry about it too much because your governor really didn't shut down much, but still. No, no. And we're free in Florida as long as you're a cisgendered white male. Exactly, exactly. It's so true. They're free. It's so white men, they're free. But everyone else, uh, sorry. Right, don't say gay. Nah. <laughs> we're well, going like, gay as much as we can. Good. Half hour, as much as we can. So, we yeah. You saw our t-shirts, say gay, on the phone, say gay. But, you know, it was actually kind of unnerving because the incident in um, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, was right before Stonewall. Yes. Because yeah. we are. We are yeah. such a soft target. And Yeah, it's true. Look at Oslo, you know, Oslo yeah. again. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. But, you know, honestly, it's getting to the point where, like, I, I, I don't know where what event you could go to and possibly feel safe. Right. Not a 4th of July parade, not dropping your kid off at school, not going to a movie. Not, I mean, no, it's ridiculous. No, no, no. Ridiculous. So when we are done, you'll send me a link to the podcast will, and then we I can- I will, and you can put it everywhere. Okay. Because like, here's the thing. Like, I feel like I've known you forever. And the, the best thing <laughs> JD said to me, tell me again what he does. And I'm like- he, he's the he's the king of Wilton Manors. <laughs> but but then I said you had oh, I'm the queen, <laughs> the queen of everything. Queen. <laughs> but uh, but tell me your exact title. CEO of the Pride Center at Equality Park. Okay, so that means you're in charge of everything. Five and a half acre campus, all that upkeep, all those buildings, all those tenants. We have 10 other organizations that office on our campus. And then we built the state of Florida's first um, uh, senior affordable and supportive housing with LGBT focused programs and services. State of Florida's oh, first. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we- That's awesome. Oh my God. We opened up started taking the first uh leasing the first apartments october of 2020 right during the middle of the pandemic <laughs> so two of the four top issues with lgbt seniors isolation and loneliness yeah so they're moving on to a campus that was closed down to the public oh. until the next june of 2021 right. so we're trying to go Hi, we're here. We're we're still providing <laughs> remote services. Welcome to the campus. Remote services for, for seniors is challenging. To Who, say. yeah, doesn't always understand the technology. Doesn't always have the technology. Right, exactly. So we were linking them to organizations that gave would give them uh, tablets for oh. free. Oh my God. Yeah. Not only were you doing that, you're giving them tablets, uh, support. All, I mean, that's incredible. That That's absolutely incredible. One of the things I remember admiring most was um, how many senior programs there were, like mm -hmm. stage and, and all that stuff. And it, it, it made me wish my mom was a lesbian. <laughs> 
allies or all allies. Anyone is welcome at the uh, at the Bright Center. And then the, the the background here is the mural project that we also did completely during the pandemic. We got a grant from Community Foundation of Broward, and then so we put out uh, a call to artists. Had ninety professional artists submit their portfolios, and then we got some. A, a panel of jurists who know art and know what they're doing, because like, what the fuck do I know? <laughs> and so they went through all the portfolios, and we partnered with ArtServe. We actually hired ArtServe. Oh, ArtServe, yeah, yeah. And so then we brought it down to seven, and then we brought it down to one, and then so there's three thousand square feet of public art on the murals on the outside of the Schubert and the uh, residences. That is amazing. That is yeah, so, so it's bright, colorful. Looks looks great. I don't know what's going on behind you, but I love it. That's that. This is the mural. Okay, that is gorgeous. Yeah, that is amazing. Oh Let's my god. See. Yeah, that's. Uh, I would feel so, like, excited to walk into that. You know. And here's here's the here's the residences. This is this is what it looks like the front. Gorgeous. And then. Then on the front panels, there's two more panels of the murals. Oh my God, Robert, that's amazing. I mean, incredible. some of the neighbors were like, you know, fucking Queens. Yeah. Oh, it's going to bring down our property values. And I was like, really? A $15 million oh. asset <laughs> is going to bring down your cheap little this is going to be the neiman marcus it's the anchor store of dixie highway <laughs> oh my god but look at that is it yeah. where, is it where is it near uh five points then or well so our campus is about three or four blocks south of right. five points okay. next to Pavarello. right because they moved so yeah so, so yeah we're right and then we're right on the river. So it's the dividing line between Wilton Manors and Fort Lauderdale. Oh my God, That what a beautiful setting though. I mean- Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the campus is absolutely gorgeous now. Because before it looked like a, a straight organization lived there because you know we had rocks and gravel and that, uh, it wasn't spruced up. And then- People not get that when the gays move in, the property value goes up. Well, and these were all gay people too. The, the biggest opponents to this project, gay white men of privilege. Oh, goodness. Oh, my God. Everyone's going to come together and go, yay, we get to take care of our seniors. Oh, it's all life is grand. And nope, they were our biggest. And and then the. I'm, I'm gobsmacked over that. That's like. <laughs> I was still, I was like, okay, Robert, you are so Pollyanna. You need to pop out of it. Oh the Townhouse Association right next door, president is a big old queen. He complained about anything and everything. Light pollution, noise pollution, dust. Uh, if a truck was there before eight o'clock, because that was the start time, it was there backing up into place and he heard the beep, beep, beep. He called code. Oh my God, uh, what a nightmare. <laughs> but look at, you pulled through and look at that facility. Yes, 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 yes. Oh so. my God, that's, it's, that's incredible. I cannot believe 
that you got things done. Like, I understand that businesses, everybody, you know, in all forms, whatever industry you're in, had to figure out a way to adapt during that, that yeah. time, you know, in the worst of it. Um, Shut down in 10 days, we were all up virtual everything, running it's virtual. Amazing to me. Look, look at what you got done. I mean, that's, that's incredible. We were doing Facebook Live to stay connected with the community. We were doing Facebook Live four days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every week for a year, over a year. It's just nuts. Because every Wednesday I would give a walking tour of the residences so they could see the construction, the progress. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's a fantastic idea. You know, just went on and on and on. So coffee and conversation. I can't even imagine. I mean, that's like literally a luxury. Like everybody else was just like, stumbling out of their beds, sitting in front of their laptop, you know, trying to work from home. And there you are getting to present projects that are actually happening, you know? Well, and, and then our Active Aging Health Expo, which we normally have six or 700 people go through it in the four hour time slot. We did, for two years, we did it virtual. The first year we had 5,000 views. Oh people God. from all over were, and we we did this whole production, had videos from all of the sponsors and had to piece it all together and we got kimmy b from uh hits 97.3 uh was the host yeah we went all out and afterwards it was it was exhausting we did our 27th anniversary fundraiser again all virtual all you know having everyone send in videos going um happy anniversary of the pride center blah 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 and just it was huge production afterwards i was like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) but what a way to keep people engaged you know i mean i think that was the hardest part was that midway through people just start kind of started falling off didn't they like i don't sit in front of a computer anymore i don't want to sit on the couch and watch movies anymore just you know i mean like we were in hard lockdowns like through holidays and everything like can't go visit your family can't leave your your uh council or wherever you know you're no. like it it was just crazy and i um yeah i feel like i you know i i don't want to i don't want to use the word depressed cuz that wasn't it i was bored i was i was bored out of my effing mind and yeah. um we did every imaginable project we could do in our house from painting to purging to assembling ikea stuff and surviving it i mean we yeah. were forced to we not- and, yeah exactly and here my new husband and i was like okay we made it through the pandemic and we didn't like we got closer and we didn't ever argue and didn't have a fuck you i hate you get out of here not right. one walking yeah. three steps away yeah <laughs> yeah i'm going upstairs <laughs> there was nothing you had to just suck it up yeah but I mean, honestly, I, I, I'm so impressed with the fact that you were able to week after week, day after day, you know, keep people actively involved and interested and engaged. That's, that is a, a credit. I mean, I don't, I don't even have the words. That is so impressive. Well, it was exhausting. And then, 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 then it was June of 20, I'm sorry, May of 2021. And, and 
I was, I could feel myself getting pulled down. And, yeah. and so deflated. then I think it was like, I yeah. Just deflated. Yeah. And then the state of Florida reached out and said, Hey, would you be a vaccination site? COVID vaccinations. And I was like, perfect. This gives us a project, gives me a project. Well, would a we? Open. <laughs> and so we, you know, held three, um, three, four, four vaccination um, events. Wow. And so it gave us, it was nice to have people back in the, the center and, and yeah. there to get vaccinated. And, um, and then that, then it was also crazy because people were saying, don't get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. And, and, uh, and it's like, we I'm, were I'm, I'm sitting across the pond and I see every day I pay a dollar 99 a month a pound 99 a month to watch CNN through my television, through the internet, uh -huh. the rest of everything that's going on over there. And I am amazed, disgusted, terrified, fearful yes. of what is going on over there, how polarized and how divided every single thing is from sports to politics. To, it's just, there's nothing that's not a black and white, you know, like a, yeah. everything is just, there's for everything. Oh my God. I can't every single thing that's going on over there from, you know, uh, abortion rights to gun safety. To, oh my God. I, the rich world has been looking at us going, you guys are like supposed to be number one. Really? Get they, your shit I together. I can tell you that for a fact that they are. <laughs> yeah. I, I hear it all the time. Rightly so. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're doing any better. I mean, seriously, I think the Downing Street cat's going to resign by tomorrow. <laughs> yes, I saw. That cabinet's falling apart like crazy. <laughs> so I'm not one to talk about, you know, it, but but no, it makes me sad. It makes me sad. And it makes me, I hate to say it, but like when I come back, all I want to do is just sit in my mom's house. You know, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to talk about anything. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my God horrible i can't i i can't imagine living it every day and feeling the 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 weight of it it's and so people have just chosen to turn it off they don't they can't watch it anymore yeah i'm like an msnbc junkie right if i had um, it i would be yeah exactly and as you have seen my tweets i am pretty direct <laughs> you're a fucking loser you're a bottom feeder. You're the crap that bottom feeders squeeze out after they eat. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I can't, I can't control my thumbs, especially when it comes to Florida. You know, like it, it's, I follow everything still. Like I follow all the news, like WSVN, Local 10. I follow all of it. Yeah. So I see it. I just see it on a regular basis and I can't control myself. And um, it's probably like a, a credit to my wife every now and then. She goes, just like, really put it down. Don't respond. Don't say anything take a break from it. You know, you're going to explode. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> so I, I, so I to do this podcast, I ran home so I could let puppy number one. Kidding me? How cute. Puppy number two, because I lost my miniature schnauzer in the first week of December. Look at puppy and, number two loving you. And so, um, Puppy number three is a miniature or is a toy Yorkie, but she's 11 and she don't like to play. Okay. And with puppies, she's like, how dare you? Yeah. yeah. 
I had had you all to myself for several months, and then you bring in these two inferior dogs. Wild, <laughs> yeah. That's how wow. we were. We had a you know an older cat, and then his his brother uh, passed away, and we we thought maybe he would just ad- adapt to being the only cat, but every night he just kind of sat in the foyer and meowed, and meowed like he was being. Oh. So we were convinced that. He needed another, you know, a playmate. Mm-hmm. So we got a kitten uh, who he absolutely borderline tolerates. <laughs> Can't stand her. Um, he's kind of like just relinquished himself to being upstairs all the time. Like he doesn't want to come down and be around her. And she's up his ass constantly. And it's, it's and then we thought maybe all that meowing was just, he just needed his anal gland squeezed. Yeah. He's like, I, I needed a glance squeeze, and now you bring in. <laughs> now I have this stupid little sister that won't leave me alone. Yeah, it was a bad call. We're not great. We're not great pet parents. <laughs> not, not at all. But you know what? I honestly, I worry for the new one because we got her uh, November 2019, mm-hmm. and then we were stuck in the house for pretty much like two years. Oh, yeah. She's not really been on her own so even at the point where I was run doing like little grocery runs and I mean runs like just a hundred steps to the market <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. um, I would come back and I would be like oh my god is she okay is she okay and she would just be sleeping like it wasn't a big deal but my fear is like when we when we go away like she's not been yeah you know, alone with just a pet sitter coming in to right the sc- scoop and all that so I'm a little bit nervous about coming back um this year for you know a week or so I'm I'm you know when I was back I was back for a month but my wife was here with her working from home and you know Mm -hmm. there was it was no big adjustment for her but both of us gone will be quite an adjustment and then I fear for the older cat because he's going to be like oh (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't get it you just sleep all day that's what you do when no one's here that's what we do he's like (laughs) why do you gotta ignore evil and we sleep <laughs> up and down the stairs, you know. Yeah. It's it pets. Thank God, though. Didn't pets get us through this mess? Honestly, yeah. yes. Yeah. I I agree one hundred percent. I mean, I I I don't really. I seriously don't know what I would have done if I would, and especially because she was so little. You know, mm-hmm. we thought mm-hmm. we we thought we were like rescue people. Like, let's go rescue a poor cat, and and we kept getting denied because we lived too close to a busy thoroughfare. Oh, good God. Like, and we would say, but it's going to be an indoor cat where we don't let our cats out. Doesn't matter if she escapes, the chances are she'll get hit by a car. So we can't, so we kept getting denied. We were like, screw that, man. <laughs> we went to a Maine Coon special. <laughs> Got another Maine Coon. Whatever. Denied oh Best cat mom in the world. So, all right. So anyways, here's the thing. I was telling um, JD that one of the things that I loved is when I um, first came, I, I was a late bloomer coming out. Mm-hmm. really late like 30 20 28 29 30 around there and um uh you, you know like you're in this little bubble where you've only told like a few people and you know you've got your little pack of lesbian friends and that's pretty much it but there was no like sense of community mm-hmm. in the beginning stages and I found the Monday night rap group and slept my way through that whole group <laughs> <laughs> were you all busy 
It was a beautiful thing. But no, I, I'm kidding. It was such a sense of community and I loved it. And I loved the inclusivity. I loved the topics. I loved that it was, it was at, at the pride center, you know, like it was, that was a place I never even knew about. Like I wasn't, I don't really remember doing anything South of state road seven. Yeah. When I was straight. <laughs> so it was a whole new world to me to be downtown. Um, but I, I just made so many lifelong friends um, from that group. And it's, you know, it it's just a credit to one of the many things that you get from your local community center. And not mm -hmm. only that, but all the, I was always like standing in front of like, I think at that time there was like a big white dry erase board that just had things written. <laughs> and it was like, you know, like I just would stand there and just go look at all the things, like <laughs> the things, all the HIV tests and the morning coffee things. And like- And what year would this have been? What was that? What year would this have been? That was, um, 1997 okay right and I just would stand at that board and I would look at all those things and say if I didn't have a job I would sit here all I would be here all day oh my gosh like and and that was back then now you've got a community calendar that's like outrageous it's uh, just tell all of our, our friends and folks that that tune in, tell them just one of the, some of the many things that you guys offer on a regular basis. So aside from our own programs, uh, we uh, have, uh, and it's pre-pandemic, these are pre-pandemic numbers. We have 60 groups and organizations that utilize our meeting room space on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis. And then with the 10 other organizations that called Equality Park Home, then they are also utilizing um, our meeting room space. And so pre-pandemic, we would have one to 2,000 people set foot on our campus on a daily basis. Oh my God. Yeah. So Greta was getting jealous. Oh. <laughs> she was like, all right, I'll make a quick appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to be there too. Um, so yeah, so uh, there was, there's all this activity. Now, since we've reopened, the groups have been somewhat hesitant because, you know, because Florida is open and free and you can come here and do anything and everything yeah. you want. We, yeah. Our, um, our uh, Surgeon General does not recommend vaccinations or masks. I know, but in general, normal uh, functioning smart people know that there's variants, subvariants, there's spikes. They're still going, it's still going on. Well, going on. They're and a little, the, the little local nervous. hospitals are having still peaks of COVID, but you know, you can't, can't look at any of the, the data because it's not correct. They don't report it correctly. State of Florida is the only one that reports it the way they do. So yeah, it's it's like a, the wild, wild west here in- yeah, It's like your own personal navigation. Like you have to do what's best for you. Right. You know, and then you have to take the taunting that comes with it. Yes, and you know, there's there's oh, times man. because you know I'm I'm the only one of of my siblings that are here in Florida. The rest are up in Indiana, and so I'm responsible for my 95 year old mother. Yes, and during the pandemic, I wanted to make sure that people did not forget about all of the elders that are in assisted care homes, still yes. care, and because you know for. 200 days she was quarantined to her apartment and had to be eat breakfast lunch and dinner 
alone. by herself alone. Yeah, could not go out. And so when people are whining about ow ow ow, I'm like, really? Try try having breakfast, lunch, and dinner by yourself on a cold tray because yeah. they are made like hospitals. They weren't fitted up like a hospital that has the heated domes. Exactly. Yeah. It was like they were getting a kid's school so they, Here's your lunch. And it was yeah. cold. And so she'd have to microwave it. And But her only two complaints during the pandemic, the hairdresser could no longer come into the salon in that's in the oh. building. So she was growing this huge <laughs> amount of hair. And she just wanted the food to come out of the dining room and be hot. Those were her two complaints. Oh, honestly. I was I, so lucky. I, 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 it felt like a regression for me. Like I was lecturing my mother uh, on the phone every other day about staying out of the casino. You know? Yeah, the casino. so good just... for about 10 months. And then she was like, look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm vaccinated. I'm wearing a mask. Blah, blah, blah. And then she had to go through the whole, what they're doing. They've got plexiglass between the machines. They've got a plexiglass stops everything. I'm like, ah. So yeah, I was lecturing her. I was telling her, you know, don't do this, don't do that. And, and now in hindsight, like, I'm glad I did it, but I do feel bad because like, I feel like, you know, the older they get, you know, the more you realize that like there's not many moments you know left and you don't want to spend it fighting and yelling and and all that kind of stuff but then also it's like she gave up like you know 18 months of her of her life Mm -hmm. doing the things she loves getting coffee and bagels with her friends and all that stuff and you know and now I feel like um because of that she's like a little stunted from it you know like, so oh, absolutely. the same things like all the time. And she spent so much time scrolling on an iPad that she was, she's literally a walking advertisement for whatever she saw in her email that day. And, well, yeah, yeah. Like, crazy. So the lack of interaction, so the lack of activity, crazy. walking, you know, my mother, I was like, okay, you need to walk from one end of your apartment to the other every day to get, because I was in fear of her losing all of her leg strength. And so right. coming right. out, she would just, she wouldn't be able to maneuver around. Yeah, and my mom's got MS. So it was, I told her she should uh, use a little walker thing and do laps around the house. And she was like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> like I'm gonna, you know, like it's gonna yeah. help, you know? Yeah, yeah. so the, the isolation and, and loneliness is, is Lack a of activity, real- Physical, mental yeah. stimulation, all that stuff. Like, yeah, it, it took a toll. Like yeah. it really did. I know when I was back, you know, I, I I noticed it even more. She got a lot sassier. Like I'm like, who do you think you're talking to? You know, making lesbian jokes and cracking on. I was like, hey, hello. <laughs> Take it down a notch. Oh my God, too funny. But yeah, I I was so fearful. Um, uh, for, for for I I I mean I I saw your post and how wonderful. You were, I mean, we were standing outside her window. And that kind of stuff. <laughs> She's three stories up and that's as close as I can get to her. Yeah. We but were following that journey with you. And I was like, Jesus, yeah. I'm pissing and moaning because I'm thousands of miles away and you're going through literally the same thing. And you're, you know, like right there with her. Two so and a half miles. Oh, yeah. 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 That, that's brutal. 
So now like you, you're back to your regular dinners. I'm loving that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's starting to come back, but you know, we're having another surge in COVID. And so now they're restricting the people of going into the dining room as of Saturday night. Of oh, course, I had Sunday lunch with my mother. And I even told the staff, oh, I'm having lunch with mom. They thought I was like either taking her out or uh, going up to her apartment because right. sometimes I bring the food in. So I'm sitting in the dining room and they came over and said, uh, as of last night, it's supposed to be every other seat. <laughs> and I was like, well, I told you I was having lunch with my mother here. And um, so, yeah, so it's, it's back. It's still going on. Uh. It, it's, it's never ending and I know. it always will be this way because Florida and is so, the governor is so adamant about. Um, I feel like he's going to push for uh, a run for president. So uh, he's going to be worse now. He's going to be worse. Yeah, yeah. I know. So, you know, the more awful you are, the better your chances are of getting. Yes, less, like, exactly. exactly. Same thing over here. But, you know, I, my fear is that because Boris has got uh, scandal after scandal, to be smacking down and people are dropping like flies out of his cabinet that he's just com completely neglecting any kind of COVID situation because he's trying to save his ass no. so doing what we have to do. You know, like, look, you don't have to tell me I'm going to wear a mask on the train. I'm going to wear a mask on the tube, you know, like, yeah, you're not going to say anything about it. You know, and I'm seeing tweets from the NHS that there's a surge and everything. So well, and so sitting from the U.S. side, I'm like, really, they're going to take him down because he had some parties that he wasn't supposed to have and there wasn't supposed to be congregating. Did he try to have an insurrection? Did he try to take the government down? Did he try to, you know, steal at the power? He literally and, coordinated yeah. insurrection against the government. Okay, so he had a party. Yeah, slap his wrist, beat him a couple of times, and then move on, because there's an insurrection that was going on over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. It seems like that, but with him, it's like one thing after another, after another, after another, after another. Yeah. Now the list is really growing about the things that he's fudged about. Um, and it, yeah, it's just getting to the point where, and I get it because they brought in a lot of people that lost loved ones, you know, yeah. during that time and they couldn't spend time with them for that holiday. They couldn't yeah. spend in the hospital and you're whooping oh. it up, drinking beers with your, with your buddies, you know, so yeah. that was, that was brutal, but you know, for the most part, um, yeah, I think we're all just at that point where we, we're going to do what we need to do for our own personal protection. If nobody in the higher ups is going to tell us what to do, you know, yeah. so I'm yeah. sure you guys are probably taking precautions now again. Oh, well, we created the 65 page reopening um, uh, plan for when we were going to start and there was all these different phases and it had yeah. to meet certain criteria and, and during the 15 months that we were closed down to the public. We did a lot of um, investment in the infrastructure. We uh, fitted all of the 18 air, rooftop air conditioners with needlepoint ionization system, which made it same air quality as a surgical center or what the planes use, exact same system. We wanted to invest and make sure that we could provide the safest space possible. We also, um, put in all touchless um, uh, sinks, toilets, paper, soap dispensers, um, uh, keyless and, you know, entry into 
the building so we could all you had to do is put your fob up there and you could open the door fantastic yeah we invested all of this um while we were shut down and repainted everything stuccoed the exterior of the schubert building so you can see it used to be this eh, brick building but we stuccoed it painted it and to the tune of eighty thousand dollars um, so it would match the building of the residences. So right. it didn't look like we had this $15 million new Right, asset. like an eyesore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Year old building. Right. Um, so yeah, we, we took advantage of it and uh, really did everything that we could to ensure that when we're, now that we're back open, we could provide the safest space. So it's important. I mean, it's important now too, because like I said, you know, for people that are just coming out, it's a great, you know, uh, a place to, to get your groove on and, and get involved and, and all that kind of stuff. But it's also amazing for, you know, seniors that, you know, are, are still, you know, um, battling with the, with the depression, depression, loneliness. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's incredible what you're doing. Are you still doing a lot of online things as well? Like in well, conjunction with, I think hybrid is here to stay. I do too. So, yes. Yeah. So we were even though we're back to person in our coffee and conversation, we do it Facebook Live. So that way people who can't make it or don't feel comfortable um, coming back into a um, into a large group gathering. Yeah. Um, so they can still participate and keep up on what's going on in the community. Oh, so yeah, we we do see a lot of um, online activity and people watching and keeping in touch that way as, as well as in person. So I, I really do think hybrid is here to stay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that hundred percent. So COVID, the, It's not going to, this isn't going to be the only time that we're going to have a, a, a virus. No, coming. I mean, now we know oh. there's, you know, waves here and there. So yeah, we, we, we've got to figure out a way to make it work moving forward. Um, but the cool thing um, is that like uh, for people like me, you know, that I know, um, you know, that I'm not there all the time, but when I'm, when I'm coming, I can go on the website and see what's happening and what's going on. So give everybody the website and uh, a quick brief of what they can find. (laughs) Our website is pride center, Florida, all spelled out.org. We tried to get as many letters in there as possible. (laughs) Yes. So pride center, Florida.org. And um, so on, on the uh, website, it, it has a listing of who we are, what we do, all of the resources, all of the, the list of the other uh, business partners that Office on Equality Park, our community calendar list, all of the groups that are, are meeting currently. Um, uh, we opened back up because we also knew that the support groups that meet seven days a week needed to get back into face-to-face um, Dean, yeah. in, in their meetings because the alcohol use, the drug use really spiked. And so there was a, 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 num- a large number of people that were passing away of drug overdose yeah. during the pandemic. And so one of the first things that we did was open back up so the support groups could um, meet uh, first we started five days yes, a week yeah. and then going seven days a week. And we, you know, when we first opened up, all the rooms were preset. You couldn't, you know, there was a maximum we had spaced if out. We, if we snap off, we'll just go back and click the link and come back and finish. Okay. 
All right. Um, so yeah, we had the rooms preset and so they weren't allowed to rearrange the furniture. We spaced everyone out six feet apart. We provided um, PPE um, supplies so they, they, could either, they could even clean uh, after they sat in a chair or prior to the chair. Yes, very, uh, so, that's amazing. So I mean, I love that you looked at that uh, and thought we need to do this. You know, whereas I feel like some places might just forget about those things. My theory was that there were so many programs that either got cut, forgotten about, um, that didn't get to, to uh, you know, like they just dropped off. And, you know, those were, regardless of what you're, whether it was for addiction or alcoholism or uh, sex addiction or whatever, you know, but I mean, like those were the people that needed those the most. You yeah, know, and I feel like they really got forgotten. So I'm, I'm so um, happy, you know, that that they, you know, you got they got those back, and you adjusted and you adapted, and uh, so are, are those. Do you find people are are now coming in person and doing better? <laughs> yeah, um, you, we can see the um, attendance going with the flow of of how many waves of. COVID are coming through People the community. Really paying attention, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yes, so we can we can tell, but yeah, people are um, doing anything and everything they can to come back in person. Yeah, uh, we still like our, our Crystal Meth Anonymous group hasn't been able to come back in person. They've still meeting virtually, oh, wow. um, yeah. and yeah, so. Yeah, it's it's been challenging, but you know we do everything we can to help accommodate. Do, do you find I, it's like I think the hardest thing too is like for over here for a lot of places, you know, you can you can move things outdoors. You know, you can you can eat outdoors, you can meet people outdoors, you can go to the park, you can have an event, you know, and outdoor. But in Florida, it's so fucking hot. Oh my god! So yeah, so. Because yeah, we, that luxury. <laughs> you know what I mean. We, uh, you know our, we're, our like our founders receptions that we host for our higher end donors. We had them all outside, and there were the first one was June of last year, and we had held it at the center. But at that time, our policy was no food or drink, and so we had to set up a tent outside okay. so that we could have the food and beverages served outside, and it was just sweltering. It was just. <sighs> weltering but people we had over 200 people still come to that just because they were starving yeah to come back together in a safe yeah. environment and see a human even face was, even if it was uh, yes. you know you're just wetting and dripping they were like okay i don't care i want to i want to be i'll stand next to you i want to be next to you another human being yeah <laughs> I, I mean that's the thing i i i, I was back there in uh february and, um, you know, fortunately, like uh, the weather was just absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. And I did, um, you know, I met kind of, you know, made it uh, because a lot of people were still working at home. And when I'm there, it's like, you can't just drop in because people are working, you know, so I made a plan with Donna that on Friday nights, we would do dinner together. And we, um, we ended up going there. We were following a lobster truck, <laughs> tracking a lobster truck because I was craving lobster rolls. So it was going to be in Margate, and they had this huge um, 
like a community park yeah. playing food trucks, all different ones, the lobster truck. And, um, and they had uh, like this great outdoor area with seating and risers and everything to watch the band. And it was just like, it was so nice to be able to say I did, you know, I was in Florida, I got to wear jeans and a t-shirt and sit outside and wasn't sweating. And I was eating a lobster roll and listening to really good music. Because <laughs> I don't, I can count on my hands how many times in 25 years I could say that. So I really lucked out when I was there in February. But when I was looking at pictures from um, the different, you know, summertime and pride events and stuff, I was like, Ugh, you know, <laughs> it's still so hot, but still, I mean, there were I, I, there were so many people in in London for London Pride. It was crazy, and it's really unorganized and very chaotic. It's just because it's the whole of London, so there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just it doesn't have to be a straight bar. It doesn't have to be a gay bar. Everybody just celebrates Pride, so you don't really know if there's something going on or an event. If you're missing something, if you're just kind of wandering around with like rainbow flags and just like <laughs> it's just like not not really fun. But because um, I love a parade, um, but yeah, I didn't see anything that said like there was a time and this and that and everything. And I just thought, you know, it's better for me, I think, to go to like a local pride, you know, yeah. instead of going right into London. And of course, Adele was playing at Hyde Park for the weekend. So, oh my God, you know, mob, mob, mob. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the little local pocket ones, you know, are the are the fun ones, you know, with. Mm -hmm. A little smaller, nice little park, you know. Um, so I I noticed though in Florida that's really like two, right? I mean, it's just like Pride, South Florida Pride, and then Stonewall, and then that's yeah, well, yeah, Stonewall and and Pride Fort Lauderdale, those are the, right. the two. Yes, the two big ones. One's on and the beach, and then <laughs> one is in June because they want to keep it true to the month. Yeah, that's brutal. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, that's brutal. Like, who made that decision? I get it. It's Pride Month, but let's have a party. <laughs> every other every other major city in the South has moved it to October or a cooler month. But no. Yeah, like, coming out day, October. It's okay. Yeah, it's a cooler yeah. month, right? I used to think that about Women Fest. Like, we would do Women Fest every first week of September. You know, we'd be hosting something or involved in something down there. And we always thought, oh, September, you know, but it didn't matter. It was still 100% humidity and 90 degrees in the key. Yeah. You know? Like that doesn't ever cool down. No, no, no. The AC doesn't come on and outside until like the third week of October. And then you kind of go, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe this is why we live here. Uh, yeah. I, rem I remember. But I, like I said, I really lucked out. February and March were just, Perfect, perfect. I would sit out on the patio like every night and be like, I can't believe I'm not sweating. Like it mm. was just like, wow. I yeah, I gotta plan my my trips now. Like that's my target. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, come that, during season. <laughs> it, I don't care about holidays and birthdays. I'm going when it's cool. That's just it. So I hope there's something good going on like in November, because we're coming in November. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There's always something going on. So we can access the website, we can look at the community calendar, we can see what's going on. And like you said, there's, there's, I, I, I'm still amazed, you know, like I just remember the old pride center, the way it was, and I've only been to the new one mm -hmm. once, you know, 
but I'm so amazed that when I look at the website and I see the progress and I see what it's become and how big it is and all the partners that you've got, it's so impressive. It's like that and the LA Gay and Lesbian Center. Oh, well, the, the LA Center is the <laughs> largest queer organization in the world. It is, it is, but I feel like you're not far behind. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. No, we're just, we look like we have a big budget, but we're all held together with uh, bubble gum and shoestring and... <laughs> <laughs> it's all an illusion. It's all yeah, an illusion. it's all illusion, I know. I, I, I'm like, I equate it to, remember those 40s? Western movies where they had this facade of a town, but behind <laughs> there was nothing. But we're all like up here holding up the facade, going, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but I, my best advice to people that are listening, watching, that are going to be in South Florida or that live in South Florida, like is, is to just go check it out. You know, go check it out, have a wander, look and see you know, like tell people about it and just, you know, make it a part of your life. Like, I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't found it, you know, um, when I first came well, out. And, you know, when I was young and I was coming out, I didn't have a community center available to me. And I, I grew up in a very small town in Indiana of 900 people. So I'm certain I was the only gay one there for a while. Um, but, um, but yeah, so, you know, there's, we're part of Centerlink. Centerlink is, as you know, the National Association of LGBT Community Centers. And so now there's 300 members of Centerlink right. throughout the United States and, and some in Canada and, and a f few other international organizations. But to know that there's now 300 safe spaces for people that can be their authentic self right. and know that it's a safe space. Yeah. and um, provide a myriad of, of services because each each center has their own portfolio of services so yeah it's, it's huge it's it is it's really an important connection there it's a big it's a big hookup <laughs> well and you know when marriage equality was um came into law back in 2015 i had a number of donors come up to me and go well i, I just don't see why there's going to be a need for a, a LGBT community center in the future and because and I was like look at him going what you one you think the battle's over no. <laughs> people will always want to congregate and get together with like-minded that's why the JCCs exist that's why the African-American centers exist people will always want to have a space where they can get together I mean, with freaking YMCA yeah, yeah. And so now we're back under attack yes, here yes. in the United States, especially in Florida with the, the, uh, the ban on uh, trans um, women playing in sports, whether it's grade, middle, high school, or college. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's unbelievable. And then after um, uh, Roe v. Wade got turned over and then Justice Clarence Thomas even put in there, well, we need to go back and revisit marriage equality and yeah. Uh, yeah. the ability for contraception. But what he neglected to include in there was interracial marriage. Interracial marriage. So I'm like- His conspiring I, wife. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Insurrectionist that she is. So you know, yeah. One of the things too is that like, 
like all of a sudden now everybody's like, oh my God, we got to make a will. We got to make a will, you know? And it's like, ugh, we were so protected and you just can't take anything for granted. No. You just can't, especially in this day and age, it's terrible. But you know, that that's, that's the thing, like you said about community centers and safe spaces is that you, you will learn something, you mm-hmm. know, new every time you go. And I remember getting, like, I remember when we, when Donna and I used to do the lesbian lounge, we always focused on, um, tried to find something in a different part of the country, uh, whether it was a gay bar, a lesbian bar, a community center, an event, whatever, and focus on it. And there were so many people in those places, like you just said, like the small town in Indiana, or uh, we would get emails from people that would say, uh, I'm a lesbian. I live in Montana. Uh, nobody knows I'm gay, but every Wednesday night I get together and I feel like you're my people. Mm-hmm. And I, I can just put on my laptop and I can listen to the show and I feel like you're my friends. And I, yeah. I can't tell my own friends, but I can sit and listen to you guys talk and relate to everything that you're saying. Mm-hmm. And those were the, you know, we would just look at each other and say, this is why we do it. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's what we were trying to do. But now, like you said, there's 300 of these safe spaces and community centers across the globe, pretty much. And um, well, not pretty much, I shouldn't say that in the Northern, yeah. in the great North, but um, North America, uh, America. But you know, the thing of it is, is that pe- there, there is a need for them. And it doesn't matter whether you're married or not, whether it's the, the law of the land or not. I mean, you, yeah, you want to be amongst your peers, whether you're helping, volunteering, socializing, learning, doing an event, whatever, but you want to be amongst your, your people so that you can just be you, you know, it's, it's just, it is an incredible thing. And I, uh, I feel like if people don't know about it, they need to check it out. They need to, to go for themselves because it's, and I hate to sound so dramatic or whatever. It's life-changing. It's life-changing. It was a different feeling than I ever had, you know, mm-hmm. and it's something that stays with me. And I, I just, you know, I can't, I can't wait to, to, uh, to, to come back and spend some time. In- well, I better see you in person in November. It's the <laughs> truth. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to look at the calendar. I'm going to see what's going on. I'm going to hunt you down. <laughs> <laughs> They come right up behind you and be like, Mr. Boo. Well, honey, me down. Yeah, I'm 6'4", so I'm a little hard to hide. <laughs> that's, that's in my favor, man. <laughs> I'll find you. <laughs> well, listen, I'm not going to take up any more of your time this evening. I really appreciate you getting together and and, and telling every, uh, everyone about it because, uh, like I said, it's a gift. Well, thank you. And, and you know, it's it's so good to connect with you again and see you and talk and because I keep track of you ac- across the pond. Keep track I'm, of you and your I'm, I'm stalking you. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> Bring it. All right, buddy. Have a good one. Give your husband All right. a few pieces of order. You too. Thank you, love. Why do you always run back to the Never stop chasing your dreams. My addiction. That's true. My addiction. And uh, I right. see. See. My addiction is you. <laughs> we drank way too much whiskey. Don't ask me why I'm here tonight. I had to take this midnight drive. 
Touch, that's true. 